0: Welcome to City Council. I'm Paula Veganallen, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest co-host for the week. This is the first episode I'm doing without Ellery. That's not a bonus episode, and I'm very excited to have uh, this person on because they're very involved in LA politics and mutual aid and comedy producing. It's Eric Abrus. Did I say that right? Oh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> you were very close. It's a Abrus.
0: Abrus. Eric. You're- Abris got
1: closer than most people get you would think
0: that with my name I would have asked you how to pronounce it before but no
1: (laughs) I I had to nail yours when you did everything's great the show I produce at um Dynasty Typewriter so yeah I I had to have that conversation too so this this is just revenge I think
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) revenge Uh, from my parents I guess
1: (laughs) totally get it I'm very excited to be on thank you for having me
0: I am very excited to have you here because of all this shit that's happened this week, which we're going to talk about shortly. It's going to be one of our later headlines because I'm just going to, we're just going to go through it and then let you go off about it because you're very involved in local politics. You also like do a lot of mutual aid at MacArthur Park, which I love. And I'm a huge fan of making hot food for the people of MacArthur Park. Uh, every week for so many years it's been so it's so consistent uh,
1: every week for uh, i think we're about to hit two years that's at, wild and it's uh, yeah, it's nuts how we that's, were able to sustain that yeah
0: that's awesome it, against the
1: city trying its hardest to not let it be sustainable we, we
0: yeah what the fuck is up with that why is
1: <sighs> you know it, it's uh i mean we our friendship was sort of forged in fire from a. Uh, <laughs> Militant attack from city council. Uh, yeah, Mitch we O'Farrell. ran
0: from the police together, which yeah. is fucking yeah. dope.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's literally how we met uh, at the Mitch O'Farrell's state-sponsored terror attack against the unhoused community in Echo Park. Uh, yeah. Um. At, yeah, and we've been pals ever since. But yeah, so it's it's been um, this especially this last like forty-eight hours has been very exciting since my council member, the per- one of the more malignant forces against us helping our unhoused neighbors in MacArthur Park. Gil Cedillo is part of the scandalous audio leak that has everybody talking this week.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to have you on because I know you have a lot to say about it because you are very involved and very informed. I have directed people you don't know to your Instagram to be like, I can't repost everything Eric posts. And it's all so informative and so so like good at contextualizing what's happening and so everybody should go to your your instagram it's at jew underscore chains with a z is that yeah, right it,
1: which is like exactly what you want to hear when you tell someone to go to an informative instagram account the stupidest hell
0: name. yeah you uh, know i'm hoping you're jewish I,
1: uh, <laughs> much to kanye's chagrin i uh,
0: we're gonna talk about that too today
1: <laughs> uh, uh, But yeah, it's very nice you to say. But I I was—I don't want to get your uh, listeners' hopes up because I, the Instagram stuff is very pithy and punchy. But when I try to talk, I get very nervous and I sound very stupid and uninformed. So apologies in advance.
0: No, I doubt that. Especially try to fill
1: Ellery's shoes. That's that's big shoes to fill, you know.
0: Yeah, giant feet. Unknown fact about Ellery: (laughs) huge, huge (laughs) huge-footed. (laughs) Ellery, I
1: don't know if you're going to see this, but I'm wearing a a Sinn Féin hat to represent Ellery's Irish reunification 2024.
0: We're out here. Oh, Sinn Féin. (laughs) Incredible. Well, one thing that I did want to bring up before we get into our trivia game is that the ballots drop was this week. People should have gotten their their ballots in the mail. We're probably going to do an episode coming up about the ballots and the progressive voter guide. I think knock.la has already put their guide out right
1: just dropped of which i probably need to dust up on my my props and everything going on yeah yeah. for
0: sure we're gonna do this
1: super helpful
0: yeah we're gonna do an episode about it but let's get into the trivia game do you have trivia for me
1: okay i was able to churn out three
0: okay Uh, what do you got for me
1: all right so i got number one there's a bumper crop of trump endorsed candidates in hot water right now the anti-opioid epidemic charity belonging to this particular MAGA fascist senate candidate is under scrutiny because it was found to have ties to the Purdue Pharma and Sackler family, family the literal causes of the opioid and epidemic
0: oh my god I have no idea who is this this is so good this is great <laughs> trivia this uh, is yeah. juicy uh
1: J.D. Vance
0: J.D. Vance oh he made, just
1: made popular by our liberal friends in Hollywood Ron Howard and Amy Adams and the Hillbilly Elegy uh, yeah
0: and he also just had a debate and his opponent was it Josh Shapiro? Who's his I'm I'm mixing everything up. M. Ryan, I think. Oh yeah, Josh Shapiro's okay. okay. I go. So- Anyways, his opponent brought up about like how he how Trump just like cucked him basically, and was like he kissed my ass, and then he still had to like shake his hand after <laughs> basically.
1: In the like debate, people not learn. That's what this guy does.
0: It's yeah, like, how many times do they have to do it? But they don't care. Wow, that's wild. So, an anti-opioid epidemic nonprofit has ties to opioid the, pushers. The
1: literal, literal opioid opioid family.
0: Love it, <laughs> love it, JD. Okay, next next one.
1: The striking workers of what company or industry? I'll take either. Have officially been on strike for the longest amount of time in U.S. American labor history.
0: Is it like. Amazon's striking or I don't know. I have no idea.
1: Similar or same state as the first Amazon Union Drive, but no, this is the uh warrior met coal in Alabama.
0: Oh, so it is it's coal.
1: It's coal. They've been on strike oh, okay, for, okay. for a year and a half straight. Yeah.
0: Damn, I didn't realize they've been on. I knew that they were like huge. We've we've talked, Ellery and I have talked about how they were, you know, like the the origins of unionization was like coal workers and mm-hmm. like yeah, so I didn't realize they were—they've been on strike for a year and a half.
1: April of last year, yeah. A um, like a venture capital firm bought out their fledgling coal, um company, and all the workers before that happened agreed to cut their own salaries so they could help the company become solvent again. And then they got bought out by this billion-dollar company, and they refused to restore their wages. Back oh. To work. So yeah, and they—they like, they went to New York and. I think it's like BlackRock. I think it's like the same. Oh, it's
0: always Black Rock.
1: Yeah, they have their tentacles and everything.
0: They're so. like buying houses and stuff too. Yeah,
1: they're our landlord, our doctors, everything. Also,
0: like aptly named, though, like for like a villainous company, BlackRock is like a pretty good like comic book name, you yeah, know?
1: They're, yeah, they're not beating around the bush here.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what's your what's your last trivia question?
1: All right. My final one is uh President Joe Biden's revolutionary marijuana possession pardoning will release a record breaking number of people from prison, which experts believe will be
0: approximately zero people.
1: You got it. Good job.
0: Yes. (laughs) It's zero people because not like nobody is in federal prison for just simple possession anymore. But also, isn't it supposed to scrub their records a little bit so they can get like apartments and jobs like that's like the main crux of it. But Man, I got so excited initially. I was like, "Oh!" And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, there's like ten thousand something." And then it's like, "No, they're in there for other reasons, and more people that, are in state prison." And
1: so that that Democrat fine print has once again bit us in the ass. I mean, look, it's a good thing that I think it's like seven thousand people will have like records expunged, so they, yeah, they yeah. Can get loans and get houses, which is you know, it's good. Uh, but yeah, another another little rug pull when we were hoping for much more that we could have gotten.
0: It's just like political edging all the way through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Okay, I have a bunch of trivia. What famous twin filed for divorce this week?
1: Dear God.
0: Um, Think of twins from your childhood.
1: Mary Kate Olson?
0: No, Tia Mowry filed for a divorce from Corey Hardrick.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I, I grew up on that shit.
0: I know, it was great. Okay, this is great. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B got into what a Twitter user described as a proxy war by other people exchanging words on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cardi and JT from City Girls were fighting and Cardi and J- and the City Girls had done a song together. Mm-hmm. So Nicki Minaj, who has a beef with Cardi B, changed her profile pic to JT's pic, right? Mm-hmm. And then Cardi changed hers to Remy Ma's because Remy had previously had a fight with Nikki. And then Nikki changed hers to what? What do you think Nikki would change hers to, to, To to attack Cardi? Yeah.
1: Remy Ma, Cardi, Bernie Sanders.
0: That would be so funny, (laughs) but no, Nikki changed hers to a pen because she writes her
1: own. That's I mean, honestly, that's kind of incredible
0: that's wild that is like a good clap back from somebody who married a rapist okay and
1: someone who whose cousin has the biggest balls in the world because of the covid
0: vaccine we really need to do a follow-up on that uh cousin (laughs) that big bald cousin so recently a san francisco restaurant came under fire for an expensive dog tasting menu how much do you think this dog tasting menu cost it's like dogs eating food in san francisco keep keep in mind san francisco culture
1: Sure, five thousand per plate. Oh my
0: God! No, it was seventy five dollars. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you were like fucking tech people. Five thousand. It's all tech. I people wouldn't there
1: now. That's, I wouldn't put what, it past. I wish I had better, like funnier trivia questions. Mine were like kind of nerdy. I'm sorry. No,
0: I have I have some nerdy ones, but okay. I also have some. I mean, I liked yours. Were great. They were perfect. What kind of vibe did William Shatner say about his experience in space?
1: Glad you asked. This was this was going to be one of my trivia questions because inadvertently one of the more poignant things I've read this year about how traveling to space was supposed to be this great cosmic, like euphoric thing. And then he said he suffered like profound grief. Yeah. Seeing, seeing space and being like, oh, we know we need to like cherish Earth and take care of Earth and community back home. I was like, whoa. Uh, Yes. Did not think Maga Shatner would pull at the heartstrings like that.
0: Oh, I didn't realize he was like Mago.
1: I think he is. He might have changed his ways, but like it was he was talking about like global warming and community. It was like he's like, oh, he's a socialist now. It's amazing.
0: Okay, so we just need (laughs) to send every climate hater to space now. That can't cost the climate anything. (laughs) <laughs> he did. He said, I continued my self-guided tour and turned my head to face the other direction, to stare into space. I love the mystery of the universe. I love all the questions that have come to us over thousands of years of exploration and hypotheses. Stars exploding years ago, their light traveling to us years later, black holes absorbing energy, satellites showing us entire galaxies and areas thought to be devoid of matter entirely. All of that has thrilled me for years. But when I looked in the opposite direction into space, there was no mystery, no majestic awe to behold all I saw was death. I saw cold, dark, black emptiness. It was unlike any blackness you can see or feel on earth. It was deep, enveloping, all-encompassing. I turned back toward the light of home. I could see the curvature of earth, the beige of the desert, the white of the clouds, and the blue of the sky. It was life, nurturing, sustaining life, Mother Earth, Gaia, and I was leaving her. Everything I had thought was wrong. Everything I had expected to see was wrong. I thought that going into space would be the ultimate catharsis of that connection I had been looking for between all living things, that being up there would be the next beautiful beautiful step to understanding the harmony of the universe. It's like this very long explanation about how sad he was. And there was like this video that I saw of like when they landed and he was trying to talk to Jeff Bezos about his experience and Bezos and like all of these people around them were just trying to like pop open champagne bottles Uh as Shatner was like, who am I? What am I? What is this? And he just like, inter- they just interrupted his like deep thoughts about it to to celebrate sending carbon into the atmosphere, I guess.
1: Celebrate getting to almost space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With all, with all the power of capital behind Bezos, and he still couldn't get a, a, a true space uh, launch. But um, yeah, it was like profoundly touching. I was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, we need to do some immersion therapy with these right-wing psychopaths and they'll care about Earth Earth and their neighbor, maybe, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Send Elon (laughs) to Mars. See how he feels about it. Alone. Yeah. What new song encourages people to vote or what are the consequences if they don't vote? So it's like the title of a song that's come out. If you don't vote, then what happens?
1: Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to probably, you're going to get some hate mail, because I know I'm going to butcher this, but like, wasn't it like you won't get sucked off or something? No
0: fucking no voting. It's this song. It's like an ad on a i i. it's a no bucking, no voting ad on a black dating app by at when we all vote, which was led by Michelle Obama, Steph Curry, Becky G, Selena Gomez, Tom Hanks, her uh, Liza Koshy, Lo, Lynn Miranda, like all these people. And I'm going to play a clip, but it's wild. It's a it's also like a wild music video.
1: they can't even this is like the liberal version of let's go brandon just say the thing
0: no bucking no i think that might be yeah i think that might be them not wanting to be censored but it also i don't know i feel like i don't know enough about i I feel like i feel like so much of our vernacular comes from black people and like i learned about it like years later so i'm like maybe people are saying bucking and i have no idea very
1: well (laughs) i am completely washed
0: uh, I have no idea. But that's a, it was a fun, I'm like, they're in judges' robes and stuff, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess it's a little better than vote or die, that 2004 campaign that like...
0: Yeah, but if you're not bucking, it's like you're dead already, okay?
1: <laughs> points were made, you're absolutely correct.
0: What did Kamala Harris say about Joe Biden pardoning federal offenders for holding pot?
1: Oh Hold no, I think I saw this. She's like suddenly... She's pretending she wasn't top cop all of a sudden, and she's like, it's okay.
0: She was like, nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed. And speaking of the system of justice, we are also changing, y'all might have heard that this week, the federal government's approach to marijuana. (laughs) Because the
2: bottom line there is nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed.
1: after like putting, you know, countless people in.
0: Yeah, there you was know. a tweet that quote tweeted it that was like stares directly into camera. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no. God, I'm surprised they even let her like speak about it. The last like five times they've put her in front of a podium, it's been, she sounded sleepier than Sleepy, Sleepy Joe.
0: They really don't want to run her in 2024, oh. I feel like. Oh. They're Thanks like so. giving her nothing. They've like hidden her away. Like she's like, a a secret cousin of the royal family. Like they're refusing to put her anywhere. The only speeches I remember her saying were like, "Don't the don't come speech, which is what every girl is telling guys to do during sex. But it's also her immigration policy. (laughs) But that's the only thing that I've seen her do other than walk around the White House, you know? Yeah, she
1: she tried to give a speech of like like, uh, healing and unity after Uvalde. And it was it was to call it word salad is like Yeah, it, it, it was un it was unbelievable. I was like, what is she she didn't say a single complete sentence, but like Yeah,
0: she had some word salad moments.
1: Yeah, somebody had a really good tweet that was like, um, do you know how like if you spend enough time with someone with an accent, you will eventually Oh
0: my that? God.
1: Someone then they said that's happened with Kamala, except it's Alzheimer's.
0: Oh my God, with Biden. <laughs>
1: oh
0: Oh, man. Okay. A New York City judge ruled that polyamorous unions are entitled to what?
1: Uh, what was the state's? New York? New York. To protection under the law?
0: Yeah, same oh. legal protections as two-person relationships. Okay. Yeah.
1: I know. So right. this, is, this is when like you need a funny person like Ellery to... to
0: no, we get, we, we also get really serious. And sometimes we're like, oh shit, we just spiraled <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> I was w-
1: like, a good, good, good shit, like a good bit. Like, I
0: think like, like, I don't know how many um, of our friends are going to be really excited about this, but I'm happy for them. Uh, <laughs> we have, there's a lot of polyamory going on in LA. Okay. An economist article titled Switzerland is a model of a multilingual state started off saying what line about Europe? What what did it say about Europe? It's kind of a word salad line.
1: Europe. It's about Switzerland.
0: Yeah, it talks about Switzerland being a multilingual state. And it's like, and Europe is like this. Like what do people in Europe perceive of themselves?
1: Europe is the intellectual Mecca or something? I don't
0: I don't that makes more sense for <laughs> the context than the first that's how
1: Europeans see themselves I think I don't know yeah this one
0: this one it literally said Europe is the home of the idea that people who see themselves as a nation should have a country
1: (laughs) that is is some like political like partisan non-speak that's Um, like
0: I am in high school I read I didn't read the book on Europe I have to do a book report I'm taking up as I'm double spacing I'm taking up as many words as possible
1: (laughs) That's like what a a company, like the HR department of a company embroiled in a scandal, puts out about itself. Like, yeah, like value neutral, but it's like trying to think it's a positive thing. I, I don't know. That's uh, like
0: uh, that's <laughs> like when they they wanted to support BLM, but they were like, but we can't say BLM. <laughs> we're gonna say everything else, the, and it's also like it. I think what they were trying to say, from what I could interpret, is that. so they're saying people who see themselves as a nation should have a country. And it's like, that's rich coming from Europe. Like, do do, is Europe really the home of that idea? Because they are responsible for many people who were countries, no longer being the countries that they were.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The inventors of colonialism. Uh, Yeah. Thanks guys.
0: This next one is a clip uh, from the great Casey Musgraves. She had a concert and she said something about this Senator at Austin city limits. What Senator does she speak of?
1: Austin City Limits. Ted
0: Cruz? Yes. She sang her song, Golden Hour, and she said this.
1: Go off, Casey.
0: Yeah, because everyone knows someone who killed the buzz every time they open their mouth. Ted Cruz. And then the crowd cheered. I loved it. He really is just, everybody just hates him. Everybody's like, bad vibes guy.
1: Bad And like, continually debasing himself, kind of what we talked about earlier with like J.D. Vance, like, just bending over backwards to like, be obsequious to Trump and then just getting like, humiliated by this man. But now they're, that's their life. They can't go back now. They have to be that guy.
0: But he literally doesn't care as long as he's trending. Like he checks his name after he does shit. He like name searches on Twitter after he says in, insane shit at like hearings and stuff. Yeah, like he, they, people catch him like checking his name. Nobody cares.
1: He definitely name searches, but I wish he would use that much care to go through his likes so he doesn't <laughs> like any more porn tweets.
0: He probably would just to like, just to trend again. Yeah. yeah, We find it again. Yeah. What bug does the iPhone 14 have that is relevant to amusement parks? Oh my
1: God. Um, Relevant to amusement parks. Uh, Interferes with the computers. Like... uh, Like some sort of roller coaster system?
0: Okay, roller coaster is relevant. It calls 911 on roller coasters because it automatically calls 911 when you're in a car accident and it senses roller coasters are like car accidents. So it's been calling 911.
1: And then cops show up and just unload. I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, cops just show up at an amusement park. Oh God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, worried about the carnies. <laughs> Is that a bad term? Are we allowed to say that? If we can
1: for Carney, I we don't we don't deserve to go further,
0: honestly. I feel like it will eventually become a bad term. So yeah. apologies in advance. Well, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> apologies to the uh the, the righteous and brave. Uh,
0: the carnival, 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 carnival kind. They are workers. King. We
1: should respect the workers. So. I do
0: respect workers. That's yeah. true. I give them that. Okay, we are going to get into the headlines. So we have a few headlines saving the insanity that is the LA City Council stuff for second to last. But I do, I do want to talk about what's happening in Iran because we haven't covered it on the podcast. And it's just insane. A 22-year-old Iranian woman named Masa Amini died on September 16th, 2022 after being arrested by the Guidance Patrol, also known as the religious so-called morality police of Iran. She was on vacation with her family and was arrested for not wearing her hijab, which is the covering for their hair, according to government standards. And by died, I mean the police are saying a story that she had like heart issues and fell into a coma. But eyewitnesses said that she was severely beaten by the police. She died at a hospital, so she was killed by police. Protests have been going on since then to fight for the humanity of the women of Iran. In some cases, Iranian Iranian security forces were firing into groups with live ammunition and beating them with batons. People have died. This movement, it's really important to note, is seemingly led by the youth, girls, and women of Iran. One, uh, like the bravery of these girls. These girls are like taking off their hijabs. They're shouting at you know officials who have come to speak to them. They're. Like really standing up for themselves in like a in a in a really significant way. Like people are being killed. So many people are being killed. One of them that really stuck out to me was Nika Shakarami, who's I I don't know if it was 16 or 17-year-old, joined the protest on September 20th and was kidnapped by Iranian forces. I think eight to ten days later, her family, who had been up until now, up until then unaware of like what had happened to her they found out that she was killed while in custody. Her body, her face was like beaten badly beyond recognition. Like she had so many injuries to her skull. She'd been severely tortured. And it just like, there were videos of her like singing and it's like, she, that's a child. They're like killing children, their own people. It's, it's horrific. And these like arrests and stuff have been happening for, you know, decades, but they're finally like, sick of it because of the death of Masa Mimi. Yeah, so
1: it, it's, yeah, that, that uh, I don't want to uh, mess up her name. What was the name of the, the, um, young? Woman? I think
0: it's, I think it's Nika Shakarami, but I might be pronouncing it incorrectly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it is a, a uniquely horrible situation and but that seeing that story emerge from it seemed some, I don't know how it was possible to be even seem worse than what was that like, that seemed like the, the nadir of how yeah, violent and 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 tragic this 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 crackdown is but i mean it, it has been extremely heartening to see these young women just lead this movement in such a righteous and and, and brave way without and and the, the beautiful thing is like they're not calling for like western intervention or sanctions like they they are like using people power to to fight back and and, and bring shine a light on this theocratic rule by uh kamani uh, i think i'm saying that right Yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, from from Iranian pals posting about it. It's it's, you know, hard to watch, but we definitely like can't look away.
0: Yeah. And there had been, you know, protests about this before, but they'd kind of quelled, I think, this this series of protests because of social media and because of the reach that that generation has outside of the country. That's something that I've heard Iranian reporters and journalists And just people say is that communication is like the biggest thing and like accuracy and reporting and like continuing to get the information out of the country because they're shutting everything down. Like the government it's like government controlled. So they're trying to like stop people from having access to the basic information. And there was somebody who was like a journalist who was going around and just collecting information on who had been killed, you know, that day and sending out that information and they arrested him you know like they're not even allowing like families and people to know what's going on so it's like it's just like overwhelming but yeah it's 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 I I don't even want to say inspiring because it's like so like I can't even imagine being a 16 year old and like walking into a protest knowing you might not leave it like
1: the the footage of watching like the schoolgirls kind of like back down the are causing the the police to back down like I've seen police fleeing these protests because they're so outnumbered and it's that that's like the heartening thing again. I'm trying to find any sort of silver lining amongst yeah. the, the the horror. But um, yeah, I, ho- I hope there can be some sort of like yeah not non Western facilitated change there. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Last time you know we uh, initiated a coup there in the 50s. You know we saw how that turned out. So and it's good that nobody's really calling for that. I, I, it, at first I saw a few people on CNN like that. Of course in like. You know, mainstream media like they put up one person who was like calling for more sanctions and Iranian people were like no nobody's asking for that who the fuck are you. So yeah, that gave me a lot of like optimism too that the goal and the, the, the righteousness of the goal is not being lost amongst like the Western elites who have now started to ignore this thing completely, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, I saw like videos of like different celebrities like French female celebrities cutting their hair in solidarity and stuff and so like. I don't know. It's really interesting, too, because in France, they have laws that prevent people or like, you know, there was pushback against Islam and the right to wear the hijab, whereas in Iran, they're forced to wear it. It's just it's all about choice and autonomy and Anyways, our hearts are with them. And uh, I'm going to plug this here, but also it's our Mutual Aid Babe of the Week, the Center for Human Rights in Iran, iranhumanrights.org. You can donate there. I'm sure there are other mutual aids to donate to, to help support the people fighting, awesome. fighting for their rights. The next headline, Kanye West. Wow. Wonder what he's selling now. He wore a "White Lives Matter" shirt at a fashion show for his Yeezy brand. There was a picture of him and Candace Owens in a shirt. Lauren Hill's daughter had to model it in the fashion show. Uh, Yassine Bey responded by blacking out the V, so he wore a shirt that said "White Lives Matter." That's pretty fun, pretty nice, turning it on its head.
1: Good for most. Uh,
0: Yeah, glad
1: he's yeah.
0: Yeah. So then Kanye, he goes on Tucker Carlson. He said like Trump's the shit. What do you mean? He has his own buildings. He said he was threatened by Hollywood. If he liked Trump, he talked shit about Lizzo's body. He, I don't know what he's doing. Did you see this?
1: Yeah. Um, I, 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 the, the guy has nothing left, um, to say. And it's so apparent. It's, i forgot who said it. i'm butchering the quote but i remember when the not to get too lost in the plot here but uh i remember when the red Scare podcast girls were out hanging out with alex jones and mm. someone, like, someone like screenshotted that and it was just like when people who have been like high on their own supply for so long have run out of like any sort of meaningful anything like meaningful to say or also just like pr- producing any meaningful art or whatever they were supposed to be doing they just like want to be in close proximity to to anything that's like vulgar like vulgarity is sort of like the last shock factor yeah like the last like like death rattle of someone who has nothing left to say and who's like on the who's about to plummet and i think that's where kanye is too like even at least when he was shot quote unquote shocking back in like the early aughts he was like speaking out against power like george bush yeah racism in the fashion industry and now he's just like it's like the Burros. So he's just like eating his tail now. And just like, it's it's really hard to watch. And this comment about like Death Con 3 against Jewish people. I'm just like, what do you, What are you even saying, dude?
0: <laughs> yeah. So he said Sorry. all of that shit in the Tucker Carlson interview. Lizzo responded during her special tour in Toronto and said, I feel like everybody in America has got my motherfucking name in their motherfucking mouth for no motherfucking reason. I'm minding my fat, black, beautiful business. So true. Then Kanye tweeted the very anti Semitic shit. It was weird going to his page because, like, you went to his page and it was like anti Iranian government and like what we just talked about. And then it was like, This tweet has violated Twitter's rules and it's like, because he said he wanted to go, he said, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEF CON 3 on Jewish people, Uh, all caps. The funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because Black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. So then he was suspended from Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yeah, And then I think the tweet right before that was like, who do you think invented cancel culture? Like, Yeah. It's like, man, it's these, this is all the right wing has now. Like he, again, he is, he has seen the, the pursuit of profit has pushed him towards, you know, the Elon Musks and the, in this like fake right wing victimization culture, like, oh, we're being prosecuted for free speech and all this censorship bullshit. So this is, this this is all the playbook they have. It's just that we're going to, they're going to run this play until we die. It's so boring. And i just like, I want to change the channel.
0: No. Yeah, it is really boring. It's really stupid and really boring. Actually, John Legend had a like a good response to it. He was like, weird how all these free independent thinkers always land at the same old anti-Blackness and anti-Semitism. And it's like, get him, John Legend, your former friend. That's right. It's boring. It's boring as fuck. It's also like, the stuff he was rapping about, like he—he he really was, you know, on our side of things. It felt like back when he started out, like with "All Falls Down," him and Stacey Dash.
1: <laughs> wow, I forgot about the Stacey Dash cameo in that video. Yeah. They-
0: ah, <laughs> oh, him and Stacey Dash—how far they have fallen. It all did fall down, you know. <laughs>
1: They see the benefit, like I mean, it's, it's the same thing that Elon is doing. Candace Owens.
0: Candace Owens is literally just like paid to be a shill for the right wing.
1: Yeah, it's all it is. And they see how, and Dave Chappelle is kind of dipping his toe in this. If so it's just like, oh, if I'm if you're being censored, you're like, you're you're actually the brave free thinkers of America. But it's just like this hollow
0: and I've said it before, I'll say it again. If people don't join the Patreon, I will turn right wing. <laughs> I would know. love to see
1: right wing version of you I don't even know what that would be oh
0: it would be I would I think I would be bad at it because I am incompetent but I think it wouldn't matter you know what I mean <laughs> like I think yeah,
1: they're, they're if awful. you're
0: right wing and you're bad at it nobody cares you know yeah
1: you don't really. have to be yeah Ben Shapiro has been running this grift for decades now yeah yeah it, the discourse it's already producing is enough to like liquefy my brains. Can't keep letting this guy do this to you. It's, he again, he has nothing left to say. And he thinks like vulgarity and shuttling up to be in proximity to right-wing xenophobia and right-wing reaction. Yeah, that's all they have. And it's, it's again, the most boring shit.
0: Yeah, I'm but, just like, just sell your shit some other, like we liked you before. <laughs> like we liked your products, but just sell your shit the way you were selling it. He yeah. does start shit like, it has been a pattern. Like he does this every time he's about to drop something. That's
1: what I mean. Like your shit sold better when you were like speaking truth to power, not like sucking off right wing weirdos. Yeah. On Twitter.
0: That's and he's like, know. people threatened me in Hollywood for liking Donald Trump, and I'm like, you think Donald Trump wouldn't fucking threaten you if you did if you stepped out of line as a minority, like what are you talking about?
1: Donald Trump has no idea. Like he, yeah, he lo- he thinks you're like a media guy and that's all Donald Trump cares about. Like he would not piss on you if you're on fire. These people are idiots.
0: I don't know. He does seem to like golden showers, but we have to find that tape. So we don't know.
1: <laughs> you know Again, we don't know.
0: <laughs> the next story is kind of interesting. I saw something recently about it, but there was this Navy SEALs training program that has had some criticism There in February, there was a death of a recruit and then this video came out of a tear gas hazing video in San Clemente Island off of California from last year and they apparently tear gas navy seals in the training program like as a regular part of it for part of their training but this video showed like a violation of the way in which they were tear gassed like basically in the video they were exposed to concentrations that were much larger than what would be considered safe they were exposed too close to the tear gas and it lasted longer than a minute when apparently they're only supposed to be tear gas for no more than 15 seconds as part of the training program one of the recruits in the video passed out. There's potential it could cause long term damage. So now they're investigating it. And yeah, the commander in charge of the naval special warfare has ordered an investigation. But why are we doing this? Like, why is this frat? Why is this like government frat boys? I don't understand. That's like, the thing.
1: It sounds like you guys, we're only supposed to do this to brown people in the global south. Like, oh my God. <laughs> this, well, why are you doing this? Like, yeah, you you've, you've you've like pulled the curtain too far back. It's like the, uh, it's like that LAPD training simulation that they killed an officer. Yeah. That like, it was supposed to be like a mob simulation, meaning the things they did to kill him were supposed to be used on us or it's going to be used on us at protests and shit.
0: That's a Uh, good point. Yeah.
1: That's what I mean. So it's like, yeah, this stuff is, this is what we do to nations that we invade and um, uh, that we have not stopped invading. So I don't know. I wonder if something's going to come
0: out about these Navy SEALs that they like, maybe that's why they leaked the thing because they had more information or and that's why they haze them so hard. I don't know. But yeah, it's like, I feel like they've had, I think they've had SEALs die in training before. They definitely had that recruit in February. I don't understand the purpose of this. Like there's, I don't know what they would have to withstand that would allow them to have this like damage inflicted on them and it might like hurt their lungs in the long term anyway. So like, what are they going to have to encounter that would, you know, like this would strengthen them for, I have no no idea.
1: I don't know. Like they get resent back into like, yeah. a, A country we just like decimated with white phosphorus or some shit. Like, yeah, it's like our own weaponry coming back to, you know, haunt us and hurt us. It's uh, a weird with our imperial uh, it's, project.
0: <laughs> it's also like hurt people, hurt people. So like these Navy SEALs are just going to take it out someone else. You know
1: what are we doing to these young men and women? Just like we're just creating mo- like just yeah monster killing machines and with with uh yeah lifelong damages. it's
0: Less yeah, tear, tear gas, good. more therapy. That's what I say.
1: <laughs> men will literally get tear gas by name. Yeah, instead of go to therapy.
0: Truly. Okay. I have one fun story after this next story. Cause I feel like you and me are just going to like bitch about this. Oh, <laughs> it's the story of the LA city council, oh, yeah. right? Okay. Knock.lA released leaked audio of a meeting from October, 2021 between LA city council president, Nuri Martinez and city council members, Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon. The audio included shockingly racist statements that were made in the larger context of a redistricting conversation in order to fragment the city to disenfranchise voters from different groups, particularly Black voters, poor Black voters. The audio is like incredibly shocking. I'm going to play clips from it here.
3: All the, you know, folks like was asked for him. He did call me. He wants to have breakfast with me. Um, what is
2: he so
3: I have, I just said, hey, we need to talk. you supported him for the... All right, don't worry, I got you. Um,
2: uh, so, you'll we'll start seeing him line up. Uh, Isaac the was first. Whatever the kid's name is, I'm like, it's like the oddest thing, all, it's like black and brown on this float. And then there's this, this white guy, with this little black kid, who's misbehaved. Este niño has no, he's, they're not even. Yeah, no. They're doing the kid is bouncing off the effing wall on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. That is it, And I'm just like, oh my god. Yes, they like a little white kid, which I was like, this kid is a beat down. Like, let me let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back.
3: Yeah. This? Pinch, so. Yeah. <laughs> he so, anyways, getting
2: back to redistricting. Yeah. Yeah, that's called Kingtown. Yes. I see a lot of
3: little
2: short, dark people. Yeah, Puro Oaxacan. Puro Oaxacan
3: Koreans. <laughs> Not even like Kevin, little ones. I, like, you know, I don't know He's where coming, these people are
2: yeah. from. I was like, I don't know what village they came out how they got here, but.
3: And so, you? So, so one, that one, I get what we have to do, right? Just massage to create districts that benefit you all know, yep. and the future. Yep. But we got to figure out Mark's seat, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that benefits you three.
2: Because the, if, if the African Americans look at this, now that he might or may not be suspended, I don't know what's going to happen. I think if he should be, but enough. If, if he goes away. You
3: mean. And, you mean Resign, not suspend it. No, here's. You're right. He yeah, I there is. There if, is. a difference. If, if I
2: mean, if he resigns, hold on. Yeah. If he resigns and the African Americans look at this as a hostile takeover because he's gone, we will have to figure that shit out because politically they're going to come after. Yeah, this. but can I say something right mm-hmm. now? this is what I call the the. Um, it's the This guy
3: is the the movie uh, the, the Wizard of Oz, right? Kind of yeah. And what I mean by the Wizard of Oz effect is um, when you're on the side of the curtain, it's like this big voice. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds yeah. big. You know I mean? It yeah. sounds like there's towers something.
2: And then when you actually when you pull the curtain, is that like you
3: see the little wizard <laughs> of Oz. Yeah. You know what? I've
2: never watched the movie.
3: It's the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. It's real simple. You've got 100 people, right? Oh, 52 oh, of oh, them oh, are I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about my chances of beating your ass. Twenty-five are for black, <laughs> and the twenty-five blacks are shouting. And the 50 but these things shout like they're two hundred fifty. Yeah. Well, there's a hundred of us, it right. sounds like so so But, they, but, but okay. then, if somebody slides in, right, uh, temporary or however you do it, right, that person has to support the three of you. Yeah. It has to support the three of you. And Daniel. Do you know who wants to run for that seat? Reggie. No, I do not I can support that, right Reggie. Reggie was over there with Karen. Who was over after, after I went, after he was fucking sweating his ass off. The one who, was who will support you. us is Heather Hunt. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like Heather Hunt. Yeah. Right there. So, there's certain people who don't merit like yeah. us rescuing them. Your comadre.
2: Right? I'm not
3: arguing with you about that. I know. Who is your comadre? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, She doesn't marry, yeah. right? But it is She's not her ally? <laughs> She's not gonna help us. Her district is not a district count the counter. Yeah. You're saying that's the one to put in the blender and chop off, blah, blah, Well, that's what they did. Yeah. yeah. So getting
2: back to Marquise, I told Danny, if you want to cut a deal and if you want to, if, if you want to make like fucking boss moves, I would go after the airport. He goes, fuck! I know that idea. I said, tell Rodriguez, go, so go take him up his friend. Don't go, don't go after. Leave him yes, alone. Man. Go get the airport from his fucking little brother. Mm-hmm. That little bitch, Bonnie. black it?
3: people?
2: Man. I go. I go. What is with the what, what is with Bonnie? I said, Bonnie thinks he's fucking black. That guy don't think he's black. I go, he thinks he's black. I go yes. the same thing.
3: I'm satisfied. satisfied. We are satisfied with, We're with telling you okay. that with Polanco, that's the that K. 2.5 and amended we're good with that we oh, can yeah. live with that we think it's generous to your guy Mitch, the world why do you that. keep
2: saying my guy
3: well he's my guy, guy. but and your guy my guy, guy. Where's your like, aren't you out?
2: not cool with him anymore i needed a fucking thing i don't fucking need that. anybody to do yeah. my job with. <laughs> well, trust me all these guys uh
3: no I, i'm
2: good with looking no at No offense, how, offense uh, to both of you but look at how like, hard i work i do all the work look how hard i
3: work not let this be a uh, compare
2: contrast to I thought you guys were okay. You of saw how you guys were okay. Like, in, fuck man, you had me fooled. I'm like, oh yes, yes I call, we call it the bromance, a, a, a COVID bro, bromance. They go on COVID. Yeah, they're like complimenting each other. Yeah, and this is good work, and I this that, And I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't get the memo.
3: I didn't distinguish the work. And, and now we're back
2: people. to like battling. So I don't
3: understand. Uh, I'm not battling, let Look at how much I fought to. Keep him out of this. He's a he's a teamster. I gotta support him. Yeah. He's a family. Who? Me. He's a teamster. Yeah. That's why this guy that's running from HRE. I already told you this. Sometimes HRE you gotta bring people a little
2: community. closer to try to control them a little bit, like sort of like calm the hell down. He, I get it. He's a he's a diva. I understand.
3: That. You know all this. Uh, I mean, my goal. In life is to get the three of you elected, and you know I'm just focused on that. I mean we're like the little Latino caucus of our, you know our own. Yeah. And we have to find, you know, new folks to bring in. I Bloomerfield was in here the other day, right? He goes, well we're trying to bring in another Latino. Yeah. You know, Why do we have to do that? I go, fuck. The way I see it, all of the seats are Latino. What do you say? Oh, you got a point there. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> You know what do we you know, what do we say? Fifty two
2: percent of the
3: population
2: is
0: Latino. His that are there. the reason we're we're so fucking great, about. Right. So it targets the black son of white parents, Mike Bonin and his husband Sean. Mike is a city council or is or was a city council member. He, um,
1: he, he resigned or he's not re running. Yeah. The current race would with I think Aaron Darling is who we hope running in his yeah would be taking his position
0: yeah so she said all this shit about his two-year-old two or three-year-old son just like enjoying a parade like wanting to beat him up (laughs) and then the fucking audio it's like all of the thing that like like there's so many horrific aspects of this the audio like, is in itself, like the terms that they used, how they were laughing about it, calling a two year old black boy a little monkey, like, just horrifically fucking racist in the context of trying to like disempower black people in Los Angeles, saying that Gascon was for the blacks or like on the side of black people, just yeah. like awful awful thing it it pissed me what pissed me off is that like you and me are in that group of friends that we have that try to do stuff like fundraise or get the word out about progressive candidates or you know like spend a lot of our time that we could be like working towards our own individual ambitions like trying to help our community because we realize how important it is and we realize it would you know help everyone in the city and it it bugs me to see, like, I don't even do that much, but like, I see friends like you, like going out every week and like every, and educating people and everything. And it like to have our leaders, like be propped up by volunteers campaigning for them. And then to be this bigoted and two-faced and like anti our values, like makes me another layer of mad. In addition to just how fucking bigoted and horrific this is
1: yeah it's like a, a hat on a hat on a hat of like shocking developments with this where it's like with each new audio leak that came out it just yeah how do i word this it's it just sucks to be proven right this way that like the racism that animates these liberal politicians these proud progressive democrat all have d's next to their name politicians that animates their political project, they, it, this is ultimately a story about how power is wielded in Los Angeles. So this this racism is baked into the legislation that they passed that it's not just them saying slurs behind closed doors. It, that leaks into legislation like 4118 that disproportionately targets Black and unhoused Angelenos and sweeps them into the darkest corners of the city where it makes it illegal for houseless people to be, yeah, to exist in public, to be visibly poor in public. It's not a coincidence that Black people make up less than 10% of our population in Los Angeles, but they're over 30% of the unhoused population. That racism is codified into the laws that these democratic lawmakers make. So we're watching these power brokers, like Nuri Martinez, the city council president, Kevin de Leon, who ironically enough, has his council seat because Jose wezar who occupied that district for him, is literally in prison for, on federal corruption charges. And oh, that's shit. Why he Yeah, so that's the seat he took over. And then Gil Cidillo, who thankfully was just voted out by U N S S Hernandez winning in District 1, a progressive candidate who I supported. Uh yeah. He's on that tape too, and it's just all them like giggling, these very sinister laughs every time one of them makes a, you know, uh, yeah, calling Mike Bond and their colleague, calling his son a monkey, or making fun of indigenous residents in Koreatown, the Milwaukee community, they're like calling them short, dark,
0: little. Yeah, people.
1: it's and it's yeah, like, not only are they tossing off these casual racist ep- racial epithets, they then go and publicly make legislation that, you know, is degradating to our material reality. It's, um, uh, I hope that made sense. I, I get very, yeah, no, no, <laughs> that, was,
0: that was great. That was like, I mean, yeah, it was in the context of them, like, basically, like, gerrymandering, redistricting, yes in order to, like, hurt the Black community. It's, like, it's yeah. super fucked. People, different people had statements about this that they put out after. A lot of the progressives that we love and that, you know, it's a couple, some of whom have been on the podcast, like Kenneth Mejia, Eunice Hernandez, Hugo Soto Martinez, like, a bunch, I think Aaron Darling, like, they all denounced it. Rick Caruso's yeah. statement was... Weird," He said, first and foremost, my heart goes out to Mike Bonin and his family. I can only imagine the pain this has caused Mike and his family. I've disagreed with Mike on much regarding public policy, but as a father, I stand with him and his family and vehemently denounce this hate speech against his son. I hope others will join me in supporting Mike in this difficult time. This entire situation shows that City Hall is fundamentally broken and dysfunctional. In a closed-door meeting, leaders at the highest levels of city government used racial slurs and hate speech while discussing how to carve up the city to retain their own power. This is a clear example of hypocrisy, racism, and crude power politics. Everyone involved in this should be held accountable. I have now and will always have zero tolerance for hate speech and this situation is beyond the pale. I denounce everything in these recordings and call on all to be held accountable. Los Angeles can't have leaders who call children racial epithets and names. I know this is one thing we can all agree on most of the people involved in this ugly episode have endorsed Karen Bass. I hope she'll do the right thing and demand for their accountability and renounce the endorsement of those who used hate speech as your mayor. I will work to unite us, not divide us the way this ugly episode has. You're literally using this as like a PR thing right now. You're using this to like run for what the fuck are you doing? Like that's so disgusting. And he's using it. Like Karen Bass is a black woman. She's not, like somebody underneath was like she's a black woman she's not responsible for anti-black behavior and he's capitalizing against this it's like or using this moment to capitalize against karen bass which is like,
1: like lifelong republican rick caruso tell us more about how bad it is to be in proximity to racism yeah it, it's it's a circus and yeah he's just a craven he's just showing his his true colors just being like a craven opportunistic leech that he is and yeah it's and and like the degrees of separation between him and kevin de leon and gil cedillo are also like you know he 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 has ultimate ties to them as like you know they they take all this developer money and he builds all this shit in la
0: but the grove eric the grove
1: yeah, what would we do without <laughs> that hideous monstrosity
0: i uh, love yeah. like the statues of the children and the dog by the fountain at the grove where there's it's just like water running over the it's like very weird <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's like a billionaire trying to feel empathy for the first time. He's like, what, what do normal, like human beings who feel things like? Oh yeah.
0: He's he's like, he's like, I put it in the notes app. So it would look like an apology. (laughs) He's like, I've seen this on Twitter. Right.
1: No, it's awful. But yeah, the, I I hope I I am glad to see even, I mean, man, Mitch O'Farrell are, you know, the, the most.
0: I fucking hate uh, that guy. Yeah.
1: The most odious guy in council arguably i mean joe is still there buscaino is still there yeah i mean that guy is you know led a violent assault against us our our unhoused neighbors the community at at writ large even he like came out and was like everyone involved needs to resign so like if even like the normie like opportunistic guys like that are doing it I, i don't think this is going away and i hope it doesn't because oh
0: i really hope it doesn't
1: i because this is a great opportunity to yeah Like not, I don't want to silo off the overlapping scandals that are involved with this, but the biggest thing we need to take away is, yeah, this was ultimately set in a context to illegally redline neighborhoods even further to take power away from renters, power away from poor people, balkanize Black and and Latinx and Indigenous communities so they have less voter representation and less of a political voice, all to entrench Nuri Martinez's power, and wealth, Kevin DeLeon's power and wealth, and what Gil Cedillo was hoping to be his future power and wealth, but he's out of the game. But um, right before we logged on, Ron Herrera, who is the president of the LA Labor Federation, who was also involved yeah. in these conversations, he stepped down completely. Good. Uh, so he so- resigned. Mm-hmm. Nuri has stepped down as president but she's still on council. Well, it's
0: like ambiguous cuz she said she's stepping down from her role as city council president and it's like, yeah, she we're like say you're going to be off the council. Just say yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so altogether. She, she's hoping we're dumb enough to know that. No, that means you're still we're still cutting your checks for you. We're still paying your salary. Yeah, I'm, as a council member for you to like Learn not to be racist and power grabbing psychopath at age, whatever her age is.
0: Yeah. And then the others who were involved. So she apologized and said she was sitting down at, at least as city council president. De Leon and Herrera made public apologies. Sadio said, I don't have a recollection of this conversation.
1: Man, honestly, that rules. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> that, I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. What? Ever since uh, UNSS uh, beat him in the runoff, which, or I guess now the official election or the primary, excuse me, uh, he's just probably been in a glaze. He's just trying to make sure all his developer checks cash before uh, or clear the bank before he uh, cashes out. But yeah, it's it's a massive seismic scandal right after like coming on the heels of you know the Mitch Englander Jose Weasard scandal, which or scandals which were seismic shifts. I think it was L.A. Tenants Union that was like we have fifteen we only have 15 city council members that represent 4 million people and six of them. I mean, it's really like eight of them are like currently embroiled in either like federal corruption charges or the most racist shit you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Um, Which again, all comes down to how they, how power is wielded in this, in this city. And
0: can you describe the two scandals you just mentioned?
1: Oh man, I'm a little rusty, but Jose Wezar, who was, I think CD. 11 was strung up on federal corruption charges last year. I think he's actually doing time now. He was, uh, there was a federal investigation after. You know, uh, maybe
0: he'll come out and improve prison standards. You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> Maybe right. he'll, maybe this is his going to space like William Shatner, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah. he'll.
1: That's right. That's right. He'll switch. And he'll become an abolitionist and yeah. uh, just like us. But yeah, uh, I'll try to do eclipse notes. He got caught basically, he was, caught up in a sexual harassment suit and took developer money from this chinese real estate developer company i think it's called like shenzhen worldwide and they paid off his hush money amounts like they paid this woman like a couple hundred thousand dollars or they gave him a couple hundred thousand dollars to make this thing go away and then now he was in their pocket and indebted to them and he was like giving them no bid contracts and they were allowed to build uh, without the right permits and it became this Whole scandal, which ironically triggered another investigation into Mitch Englander, who was representing CD thirteen, I think, and he got he got hemmed up on it first because the FBI was probing Jose Weizar. They were listening on these calls. Mitch Englander was going to Vegas to meet other developers and take money, and they were exchanging money in bathrooms and poker chips and escorts. And uh
0: Jesus Christ, this is also- like the Schneider version of a of a Marvel or a DC movie. <laughs> it's it's like there's the Snyder Cut, yeah. There's, like, That's way too crazy. many <laughs> fucking plot yeah. lines.
1: I, I hope it made sense. I haven't d- uh, touched up on that, brushed up on that. But um, funnily enough, Sean Penn wrote this letter trying to get Mitch Englander, like, pardoned or, or uh, his jail sentence softened because he was such a, a great guy and a great representative of Jesus Malibu. Jesus
0: fucking Christ. I was like, Kim Kardashian is like, oh, I'm trying to, like, release prisoners and then I'm, like, promoting Rick Caruso. It's like, right. bitch... Like we know your family uses his hotels or whatever the like land or whatever fucking business is. like, but what like, what are you working towards? like you can't like you release a few people and you think you're like the be- but you're participating in like this this awful horrific system. You're working both sides exactly. like what are you're you're promoting you're like literally like you're fighting battles that you are helping to create
1: exactly. yeah, it's all brand brand promotion for all these people, even the politicians. it is like personal brand an exercise in personal branding. But uh another just a one more little wrinkle of this this uh, audio leak, another city council member who is currently facing federal bribery charges, Mark Ridley Thomas, who got caught up in a scandal, he was doing pay for play with USC, like giving them contracts and and funding is if they returned the favor and gave his son a professorship at USC.
0: Oh shit. So,
1: yeah, so he's no longer council member of CD10. This happened, like, this might have happened earlier this year, or late last year, but.
0: It says 2020 to 2022, so it happened this year.
1: Yeah, so it was this whole thing where, yeah, he was basically bribing and taking bribes to help push his son's career at USC.
0: The, the felicity approach, as we call it.
1: <laughs> the woman who was hand-selected without an election to fill his vacated seat is Heather Hutt. And Heather Hut was mentioned on those tapes today, yeah. the, By Nuri, being like, she's gonna help us. Basically, they handpicked her to help facilitate their gerrymandering project, anti-black gerrymandering project, anti- um, renter gerrymandering project. So yeah, so, it, it's this very incestuous scandal that you know exposes so much about how, yeah, LA's power brokers operate in the race, the racism and classism that animates all of it.
0: So did they implicate her like, like being a part of it or were they just saying that she would, cause like the audio that I heard was just like, oh, she's going to help us. But like, yeah. I didn't hear any details of like, oh, she's in on this.
1: Right. Yeah. It was just more like, she may not even know they said that, but they're like, yeah, I'm like, wondering. Yeah. We like her because, cause they, they dunked on Ugo, of course, cause he represents change and then a real challenge to power and, um,
0: friend, and of, the pod.
1: Yeah, friend <laughs> of the pod. And again, just a quick caveat. I can't, like, I I am breathing rarefied air coming on a podcast that's had Ugo, Kenneth, uh, maybe a girl, all all these illustrious guests, and my dumb ass is just like, uh, No,
0: it's fun. I'm like, Eric's (laughs) going to go off. It's going to be great.
1: (laughs) My my Instagram posts are better. I think I'm much more uh, concise. No, you
0: gave us so much context for, like, all of this. It's great.
1: But Yeah, so uh, yeah, this Heather Hutt thing is people are going off on her being like, because she was like, I don't condone any of this, but, like, they picked you for hand-selected you to help facilitate this disenfranchisement quest of theirs.
0: It's like it's like when David Duke was like, "I love Trump," and Trump was like, "I don't know why." He, it's like, but there's a reason that yeah. <laughs> you know, no, exactly like right. you don't right. want to be endorsed by these fucking racists, right? If, if they, they think you're, you're like, on their side.
1: That's an indictment. That's in a bad talk. sign.
0: Yeah. I do want to take a moment and read Mike Bonin's statement because I think there's like a part of it that pulled in my heartstrings that oh. also pulled at people on Twitter's heartstrings. So it's a family statement reaction to comments of Nuri Martinez, Kevin DeLeon, Gil Cedillo, and Ron Herrera. We are appalled, angry and absolutely disgusted that Nuri Martinez attacked our son with horrific racist slurs and talked about her desire to physically harm him. It's vile, abhorrent and utterly disgraceful. The city council needs to remove her as council president immediately and she needs to resign from office. Any parent reading her comments will know she's unfit for public office. We love our son, a beautiful, joyful child, and our family is hurting today. No child should ever be subjected to such racist, mean and dehumanizing comments. Especially from a public official. It is painful to know he will someday read these comments. We are equally angry and disgusted by the ugly racist comments about our son from Kevin León and Ron Herrera, who should also resign their posts, and by the tacit acceptance of those remarks from Gil Cedillo. It hurts that one of our son's earliest encounters with overt racism comes from some of the most powerful public officials in Los Angeles. As parents of a Black child, we condemn the entirety of the recorded conversation, which displayed a repeated and vulgar anti-Black sentiment and a coordinated effort to weaken Black political representation in Los Angeles. The conversation revealed several layers of contempt for the people of Los Angeles and a cynical, ugly desire to divide the city rather than serve it, Mike Bonin and Sean Aryan, his husband. The part where where they said it hurts that one of our son's earliest encounters comes from some of the most powerful people, it's so fucking sad to think about that. Like, so brutal. So brutal. like letting just like young black children cannot be. Black children, they won't let them.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it definitely punched me in the gut, too. I mean, this poor fucking guy, like one of the few city council members, maybe like one of two that is worth a damn, was driven out of politics by, you know, his NIMBY reactionary constituents in Venice. He was like, the vitriol is too much. This is rough for my family and my mental health. I have to get out of the game. Yeah. Just, just to log on and see his own colleagues speaking the same way is, um, I can't even imagine. this. I've never felt bad for a politician in my life. And I've. <laughs>
0: <happy>. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's just sad that, like, I don't know. It's just so, I think what's like, do you, like, I think what's disheartening about it is that, like. <sighs> I don't it's just like the most like the way they were describing this child I'm just like imagining the kid was just like playing you know what I mean and like they they were like I need to beat your ass like or like I need to beat I would have beaten this kid's ass or whatever they like she said
1: yeah it was like a a child god forbid experiencing
0: joy like like, that that makes me that really like that pisses me off but like I mean there's so many like Systemic issues, but like the in like to say any of these things is fucking insane. Like out of the context of them being city council people, it's fucking like if somebody were to say that about a kid at a grocery, you're like that person's racist. They're awful. But it's also like, have you never had a child around you experiencing joy? Like, why would you? I don't know. Okay, that no, part like, that part pissed it, me off.
1: No, of course, and it's like I forget someone who said it who said it, but it was like, um like there needs to be some sort of investigation and not even, I mean, investigation sounds a little too like clinical, but like there, there has to be some sort of like rollback of legislation that was passed by these people who, yeah, like, you know, it's like, this is the same council president who was overseeing the rollback in, in, uh, eviction protections and, and, and rent and rent hikes and rent, rent surges and rent freezes. And stuff. Yeah.
0: Everything like, is tainted. Everything yeah. is tainted.
1: Yeah, and like they're—they alloc- were unfit
0: for office the whole time.
1: Exactly, their allocation of half of the city's discretionary funds to the LAPD, who murder black and brown people with impunity. It's like this Möbius strip of like all these things are connected from their worldview, their racist worldview, to the policy they create and how it affects the people they're racist against. It's—it's um- it's
0: like it's like how uh, hate con- hate crimes are prosecuted differently because mm-hmm. of the intention. So it's yeah. like legislation should be undone differently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because, oh, it, it's, because it's like their intentions are fully muddied now.
1: Yeah, we have to untangle all of this because it has had real life material impact on these indigenous, Asian, Black, and brown communities. And uh, they're suffering for it. And now we see why. This is how they view these people.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm moving on to, uh, oh, no and- yeah got me mad (laughs) the last story i think it's fucking awesome i think dudes rock i love this story i know nothing about the person who did this crime other than what i skimmed so if he so if he did something really bad then dudes don't rock but from what i know he seems awesome so (laughs) there was this 31 year old arthur lee cofield jr who was in a maximum security prison <laughs> for armed robbery like 14 years ago. And he stole the identity of California billionaire, Sidney Kimmel of Kimmel Entertainment, which made like Crazy Rich Asians and Moneyball. And yeah. he impersonated, this has happened, this started like two years ago. He impersonated Kimmel to Charles Schwab, like the bank. And he got $11 million transferred to gold coins and then bought like a $4.4 million mansion with it. You're all rough. from like maximum security prison.
1: <laughs> Just a guy being a dude. We love that. I, I
0: fucking love it. I'm like, sure, he wasn't giving to poor people, but it's like kind of, it's like half of Robin Hood where you're like yes. stealing from rich people. Well, from I Mexico, think Well, that's good enough. It is so funny. He was found to have like a bunch of contraband cell phones. He yeah, I don't know. He was like probably paying off correctional officers, but they couldn't prove it. He had his own gang, which I don't want to read too much into that because so far this guy seems awesome to me. Like, yeah, he I think he robbed a bank initially. And that's why he was. Yeah, he stole. They they said that he wasn't like this, like criminal genius. He stole twenty six hundred dollars from a bank and was so inept that the money had a die pack that exploded right after he left the bank. And he was just sixteen when he was sentenced. So he was like, he was a teen. He was like, he's been about that life. And fuck yeah, I think more people should do this from prison, just like steal billionaires' money.
1: He's like Anna Delvey, but he did it from a prison But he did
0: it from, yeah, Yeah. it's fucking awesome, dude. I loved the whole thing. He arranged for like a private plane to transport these gold coins to Atlanta to buy the $4.4 million house in Buckhead. I don't know. I think it's great. Good good on him.
1: Good on him. (laughs) Honestly, good on you for choosing that story because you were setting it up. I thought you were going to talk about the try guys for some reason.
0: No, uh, I'm, I'm good. I know nothing <laughs>
1: about, and I want to keep it that way. My, I have this much brain cell bandwidth left. So, uh, no, try yeah, guys. I
0: definitely learned a lot about them and I'm like, you know what? Like every, every like month there's like some white person that's forced into my feed. And this month there were like four, and like if you involve the other people i don't know like three or four uh there was a hot asian dude i'm glad he got pushed into my feed but
1: yeah i saw the hunk um yeah but yeah and, and, um i know nothing about them i i thought it was a bit and a joke because it was so like they were using they like the rhetoric of like trauma and like social justice being like this is the most traumatic thing that's happened to us and we're going to address it as such and it just turns so, out the guy cheated on his wife and... He
0: cheated on his wife, which was sad for the wife. But I think it's because like his her. brand brand is like a wife guy. And then I think the other thing is like, there was like some, pa- like she- the girl he cheated with was a food baby, which is a spinoff of the Try Guys. So it's like a power imbalance of a like, boss and employer basically. I and so
1: out of my ear now
0: yeah 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 um (laughs) you're slowly dying uh but but yeah so basically i think the issue was that it was like a power imbalance and it affected their company which infected their and they're like they were friends or whatever but somebody had a tweet that was like oh like if i if my husband cheated on me and then his friends made it all about them i would kill myself and i was like that is so or something like that they're like or imagine that they made the trauma about themselves (laughs) like
1: I think I saw that one too. And, uh, P.E. Moskowitz, I think their name is a very funny Twitter personality and great author. They were like, I am truly rattled to my core at how many people genuinely, like not just care about these guys or like, not just like watch these guys things. I'd never heard of them before this thing happened, but like care about them. Like they have like passionate, loyal defenders in the comment sections. And I'm just like, and I was like, yeah, me too. Like I, who, where do these people come from?
0: Every fucking day (laughs) I find I discover new famous people and I'm like, why can't one of them be me? You know what I mean? <laughs> like
1: yeah. why can't we everybody well,
0: if everybody else gets to be famous, why can't I be famous? You no, know, I, like there are people Ed. I'll never know about that have millions and millions of followers in like other countries and what I, you know what I mean?
1: They found a way to Get monetize me a little bit. wife guy. Yeah. I'll monetize wife guy stuff. Let's do it.
0: They what they do, some of them do stand up. Some of them like tour in stand-up. So yeah. I might meet them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might be yes. on a
0: lineup with some of these guys, and I'm gonna make out with every married. No I'm kidding,
1: <laughs> open for Ned, and uh, that's the only name I know from this whole thing. Just from yeah, source. yeah, that's that's it, that's your ticket to uh,
0: the A list, baby. Yeah, just a bunch. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I d- hire me, okay. Um. <laughs> That's our episode. I just want to again plug our Mutual Aid Babe of the Week. It's the Center for Human Rights in Iran, iranhumanrights.org. Go there, donate, stay aware of what's happening, continue to spread the information that you see coming out of Iran. It's really important because the government can shut down the communications that leave and then that's how the movement dies. So we need to keep sending them support. And thank you so much for being a part of the podcast, Eric.
1: Thanks for letting me uh, fill in for the pal Ellery. This has been an honor and a privilege. Uh, I hope I made any sense. Um, It was
0: great. It was wonderful. Thank you. And you are at, again, Jew underscore chains with a Z on Instagram.
1: And if uh, any of your listeners want to donate to some local mutual aid, um, we feed our houseless neighbors in the park uh, every Thursday. and. could always use donations. We we turn your cash into hot meals every week, or, or if you want to be a set of hands and come help, we love that too. I have a cash app. I have like a mutual aid link tree in my.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it's really good. It's a really good organizational effort to have a link tree with mutual aid. So that's in that's in your Instagram bio, right?
1: Yeah. If you want to put it in the show notes, I can text it to you. Hell yeah, yeah.
0: sounds yeah, really good. And you have a show a reunion show for everything's great coming up in December, right?
1: fingers crossed we just started uh the initial germ was thrown out there so um uh, yeah the show i produce at dynasty typewriter everything's great uh so looks- funny
0: you always look like awesome comedians and like mm-hmm. all of the hosts were like so great together i love the chemistry <laughs> yeah
1: dimmy adiguibe addy weirich and nick kocher they're just the best and uh, yeah we're, we're hoping to do a little we took a little hiatus and yeah we'll we we'll, um because hopefully- everybody's
0: like too successful that's yeah. why you <laughs> took a hiatus <laughs>
1: How dare those knuckleheads get famous? Um, but yeah. So we're hoping to do something the Dynasty Typewriter in December. Hopefully we'll have a date soon. So
0: And one of my favorite parts of this is that you your Twitter got banned. So you used the show's Twitter to <laughs> harass politicians. <laughs> and then yeah. they made a PowerPoint about it at the show. It was so funny. What was yeah. the what was the one quote that kept that was like the big uh It's on t now? Yeah, what is it?
1: Uh it was like peak COVID 2020. Um and Garcetti, who had, you know, fumbled the COVID uh, safety measures and and enclosures and, and quarantine and everything that he bungles, everything. He was like doing this like joyous Fourth of July post. And I responded from the Everything's Great um, <laughs> account, which doesn't have my face in the profile. It's the profile of Demi, Nick and Addy. <laughs> it, it said, blood on your hands, little piggy. That's... And, uh, <laughs> No, but it's it's from account says everything's great with an exclamation point. And they're all smiling and uh
0: and it yeah. says blood on your hands, little piggy. So you can buy those shirts now, I guess. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let me know. Anyone who wants one, holler at me. We'll get one to you.
0: I definitely want one. I'm
1: kidding. Sure. <laughs> I'll take get... my hand one off. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, and this is the city council podcast. Oh, we have a Patreon, and I've already released a bonus episode on the Patreon, yeah. Patreon.com slash City Council Show, Feld S-E-L, as you all know, C-O-U-N-S-E-L. Please listen. Oh, listen to last week's podcast, too, if you haven't already. Adam Conover was on. It was incredible. And yeah, I'm going to put up extra clips, extra episodes. So far, the bonus episode that I put up has analysis of two of the debates, the Texas governor debate between Beto O'Rourke and Greg Abbott and the Wisconsin Senate debate between Ron Johnson and Mandela Barnes. And then there's more debates coming up. You know, uh, we shouted out our favorite J.D., our favorite ass kisser, J.D. Vance. (laughs) And there's going to be like Blake Masters nonsense, I'm sure. So I'm going to put up another bonus episode. So please sign up for the Patreon. Uh, Let me continue doing this labor of love, but also I would like some money for it. And that's our episode meeting adjourned.
1: Peace.
0: Thank you. This episode of the City Council podcast was written, created, and produced by Paula Allen. That's me. The music was written and produced by Ruby Ibarra. Be sure to follow us at City Council, spelled S-E-L, show on Instagram and Twitter for more weekly podcasts and live stand-up comedy shows. To support the show and for exclusive bonus content, please join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash city council show. Thanks for listening.